941. And Ron Kinsherf joins us. And you were talking about Kostaki Thermopolopis, whatever his name is, yeah. the biggest name in in uh, in comedy. You're going to actually be interviewing him. Yeah, I'll be talking to him on Thursday, I think. And we'll have it on Muddy River News uh, the following week prior to his engagement. You, I didn't tell well, you, you You brought it up. <laughs> what does MKN stand that for? That is my uh, son-in-law's law firm. Oh, yeah, so. Or it is, M is less than N, depending on if you're a mathematical person. It's or Mark it uh, Kirkhoff, and then Nathan is his middle initial. So oh, it's a really cool wonderful. logo I got it for Christmas and worked so, proudly. And you people want people to think you're a lawyer, so. <laughs> no, you're not no, a no, lawyer, I, but it, you play one on TV. No, you're one of the few people actually asked what that logo means. <laughs> well, we're here today to talk about uh, the Backyard Patio series and the fact that you yeah. have been invited to the Tucson, Tucson Book Festival, which I spelled as Tuscan in my book. I said Tucson every time, but the other day I said I put Tuscan yeah, you did. film I, festival. Yeah. It's so I, funny. How are you? Would probably like to go to Italy. I wouldn't mind sure. going to Italy, but it'd be a little more expensive than going <laughs> yeah. to Tucson. Well, let's talk about this. You, uh, former radio announcer, still do uh, interviews for our one of our competitors. Uh, still keep your hand in. But one of the things you kind of had a would you say a midlife crisis, a late life crisis, and you decided, hey, I'm going to try my hand at writing children's books, and by golly, you're successful. Now, maybe not financially as successful, because you still have to work other jobs. Right. But you published how many books now? I've got 10 out now. Wow. Um, but I don't know, midlife crisis might be a little bit, I was just looking for something to do. Um, <laughs> I quit my big boy job and uh, suggested that I turn my talent, I guess, of storytelling, because I, I had grandchildren, I still do, um, and I make up stories with them all the time, and uh, it was suggested that I put them on paper. So I did, and then some people read them and said, you, you might want to try publishing these, and that's kind of how this little... And it started. Yeah, this little uh, startup got started, and um, yeah, I, it, it's I'm enjoying it. Um, like you mentioned, it's not financially, it's like any other startup, hopefully, it will take a little while before it becomes profitable or not, but... This festival was like a, a, a surprise because I got an email from one of the people in my publishing house. You know, it's just, we have all it's just a group of independent authors, and um, she said, you might want to try this just for yucks. So it was 45 bucks, and uh, you submit an entry, one of the books, and um, and then I got an email six months later. And it was, I, I didn't know what it was. I kind of forgot about the whole thing, and I forwarded it to the gal and I go, is this good, bad? What is this? She goes, this is really, really good. Um, you've been accepted. They accepted your work, and you'll be able to uh, present your wares or you know bring your books to the, the Independent Authors Pavilion. So I got a three-hour time slot there. So um, hundreds of authors sent in books, um, and apparently they don't choose too many from outside the Southwest. Um, maybe there was only one person who entered the storybook category. I don't know, children's book category, but uh, no, I get to. So we're gonna go and. Uh, oh, I imagine that more than that. And um, so you were so, chosen. So that yeah. is, again, some the ways you rec the ways you measure success. I mean, obviously, in the business world, one of the ways you measure success is how profitable am I. Well, that hasn't happened to you quite yet. But another way you measure success is. Peer review, am I considered excellent by my peers, by people who are doing this work? Not Mary Griffith. I'm not doing the work. I think your works are excellent, but, you know, I'm not peer reviewing you. Mm -hmm. But this is a peer review. Yeah. So you're going to go down to Tucson, Arizona, and you're going to have a chance on a stage there with people who are there because they're very interested in books. 
They may own bookstores and want to stock your books. They may be educators who want to think about putting your books in the school system. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of great things can happen from this. Yeah, and that's – I'm only – officially there for three hours so the rest of the time i'm going to be networking and that's a big word that means a lot of different things to a lot of people but there'll be other publishers and publicists and uh it's basically just it's literally a festival there's people buy booze there's gonna be other authors that are going to sell their books in their booze there's gonna be publishing houses with booze there's going to be everything you can think of um in the world of literature uh book writing is there uh, and there's you know hundreds of booths, so I'm just going to mosey myself around and um, make some connections and see what happens out of it. But you're right, it's a great opportunity. And they say, "Who are you?" I was like, "Well, you know, I was accepted to be over in that pavilion over there, so because I'll have credentials." Yeah. So, so you'll but, be yeah. one of the in crowd. I'll be one when of the is this? When it's, is uh, this? the weekend of the eighth? So it's when Kostaki's in town. It'll be the eighth and ninth. It's a Saturday, Sunday, so we're going to fly out on a Thursday, the Thursday, maybe hang around Tucson. Well, we got to uh, be around, you know, kind of mosey around Tucson a little bit. Haven't been there before, and then um, hit the oh, festival. Oh, it's lovely. Oh, you've been there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, spring training, we may hit some games. Hey, that, you know, definitely um, do the town uh, either before or after. I hope you stay an extra few days because I really, you know, being down there, beautiful weather, um, my husband and I are going to Santa Fe and Albuquerque in June, and uh, but Tucson is is fabulous. And uh, again, you know the culture of literature. Some people have been saying for years the book is dead. Oh no, it's not. Um, it, it, I mean, it, you can get it in a variety of different forms, and but from a children's book perspective, I don't think there's a whole lot of e-reading going on. Um, Which I'm glad about. Frankly, I, I, again, I've, I've maybe sold two books uh, via that. Um, media right now, um, but I, I think as a parent or as a grandparent or a guardian, I think you want that child to have that book in their hands. Um, and you know, and I go talk to old, you know, going to schools and stuff like that. Uh, one of the things I talk to the older kids about is you're going to have to know how to read and comprehend, no matter what you do in the world, whether it's become a mechanic or you know, going to get into engineering or be even what you do, Mary, and you know, whatever life you're going to go in. You're going to have to read things and comprehend things, even if it's electronic. If you're on Snapchat or writing blogs or I mean, emails, I just do a well, ton of emails. Technical you have people, to be, yeah, we, you still we, have to comprehend and still yeah. have to read. And technical people still have to be able to read the the uh, how-to book, oh, the yeah. manual, and uh, and they, you know, again, reading is the most fundamental of all of our skills mm-hmm. because we will naturally learn to speak just by imitation. But reading has to be taught to a certain degree. You don't just hand a child a book and they figure it out. Well, not only that, the comprehension, too, because, again, when I go into schools, I say, you're going to have to read a lot of stuff you don't like in the world. Um, and, but you've got to be able to comprehend those things that you don't like because the majority of stuff these kids get in school, they, they're just going to not like just because it's coming from school and it's homework. But you, you, that's great, that's great uh, testing for you as you get older. And whether it's a playbook or you know anything, you're, you you got to learn how to figure out what's on those pages or on that screen to be successful. Um, so I mentor in the second grade, and one of the things we do is read, and we have spelling words every week, of course, and there are building blocks. Now there are certain um, educators take books and grade and literally grade them like one to twenty six or A through Z about um, the level, you know, that a mm-hmm. child is at. 
So if you're in second grade, you're supposed to be reading at this level. When you did your books, did you worry about vocabulary? Did you worry about, oh, this word is too big for a third grader, or this word is only comprehensible probably to a sixth grader? Or did you just write the story? No, I definitely focused on that because um, one of the frustrating things, and you know, I'm back into reading uh, children's books. You know, my two oldest now are six grand, grandkids, and um, it, it was ex- it's funny you have a different viewpoint when you read as a grandparent as you did as the parent it's kind of hard to explain but you're as a parent you're so worried about putting food on the table and their schooling and getting into bed and make sure they're bathing and you know make sure that their food's nutritious as a grandparent you don't care about (laughs) you you just want to entertain the kid to a degree and um i don't know how many times my uh, my grandson the oldest of grandsons um will say papa what does that mean and so when I write my books, I intentionally make sure those are words that my grandkids would understand. Thus, hopefully, the other kids that are being read to or reading that book will understand. So there is a conscious, there, there's a conscious effort that I make to make sure those words are going to be under, understood by the by the my, by, by my constituents. Your by constituents. My yeah, every time one of our friends has a grandson, I go, ah, oh, another customer. Another customer yeah. has arrived. What age group is the patio series? It's um, uh, any zero to probably second grade, um, right. but because um, it could be read graders, to, it, it could be read too, but the kids can read it too. I've had uh, like third and fourth graders use them for uh, book reviews, stuff like that. So, um, but they're also fun. I, I also try to make them fun for the adults to read. Uh, because, and they are uh, because they're the ones who are going to grab the books off the shelf um, and buy the books. So if they're not fun to read for the adult. Um, I'm losing, you know, the person who's actually maybe paying for the book. I learned that early. So I spent, um, when I first started visiting schools, I don't know how, I spoke to maybe 120 kids at one of the public schools here. And I, I'm sitting there reading and go, these guys don't have any money. <laughs> I, this, this because is, I'm sending these flyers audience. home. And yeah. I'm thinking about, okay, I sent flyers home. And I'm thinking, there's a lot of things that have to happen for that flyer to get back to school. And they didn't. Right. So I had to come up with a new pl- game plan. But, uh. It, so I, I do better financially when I get in front of adult groups like the Rotaries of the World and the animal groups. Right. The they buy the books. They buy the books while I'm there. But if I'm at a school, the kids are going to come up with 10 bucks. They'll love the book. Oh, they love they the book. They don't yeah. have yeah, $10. They're excited to see me. but uh, <laughs> So I try to find corporate sponsors to buy the books when I go into schools and stuff like that. We're going to take a break. It is 9.52. We'll be back. Author Ron Kincher from Quincy is here. He's been invited to go out March 8th and 9th to the Tucson Festival of Books. Uh, this is a very prestigious invitation uh, uh, by his peer group that reviewed his work. And we'll tell you how you can get his work because, again, adults, the kids will love it, but you got to buy it for them. So we'll tell you all about that in just a moment. <laughs> we are back. Talk Radio 930 WTAD off the uh, off the air during the commercial, Ron was saying where he was going to be spending a great deal of his time at one of the uh, vendor booths. Oh, seriously, there. you're going to bring that up? Right? <laughs> no, I'm not going to bring it up. Uh, just no, just I was our just... little inside joke. Uh, Tucson Book Festival. Uh, Ron, you've been on the show several times, but people still may not know. You started this because you were telling these stories to your grandchildren at bedtime. Papa, tell me a story. Or Papa, tell me a book. Right. And it, it turned into you now having ten books published, more on the way. Uh, talk about your website. Talk about how people can yeah. get this. So papatellmeabook.com, it, uh, it's my website. All my books are out there. There's little snippets of my books. 
that you can check out if you know, want to see the artwork, uh, things along those lines. Uh, there's a video about, uh, like a three-minute video about how this all got going. Um, so that's basically what my website's all about. Um, then the books can be purchased at Enchanted Bookstores down here, not downtown at 6th and Main, and Neiman Foods has them. Uh, discount bargains out on Ellington Road. Um I might, Yellow Kiss Boutique. I might suggest you take some over to the Quincy Museum at 4th and Main. They yeah, do we've local about authors. That. Yeah, we've talked about and that, And, you too. know, there again, a lot of kids come through there. And, uh, you know, again, parents, that mm-hmm. doesn't have anything to do with the history of Quincy or anything like that. But, you know, again, parents are always looking for some kind of souvenir yeah. uh, to buy. So that, um, that's where you can get them. Okay, great. Now, when you come back from Tucson, I mean, <laughs> yeah. what is your, I mean, what is your goal what what do you want to happen there? Well, I I, I want if this is going to work. I mean, I I, I got to get out of the my comfort zone here in Quincy because the one difference between what I do and what a novelist does is I have additional cost of an illustrator. So it costs more for me to produce a book than it does just a standard novelist. The the, the only art they would need is cover art, and um, that we each need a proofreader, things along those lines. Um, but my illustrator costs obviously is a lot higher. So I, I just want to find an v- avenue to get my work out in a broader spectrum. So I don't know if that's a publicist or an agent or a publishing house that works with independent authors. But you'll meet all these people while I'm, you're out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It'll I'm, be one-stop I'm, I'm shopping for I'll you. be hopping around and, you know, um, and talk to these folks. So there, there's a lot of people like me um, out there in – but they haven't been invited to the Tucson Festival. Well, that's book. what I'm hoping will work. But there'll maybe other, but there'll be other people like me that will be there hopping right. around to these places too. But um, yeah, it, it's. I mean, there is something in the back of my head. Do I want to keep doing this, putting money in this? Versus, I really enjoy doing this. I want to keep doing this. I enjoy the engagement with the kids, and I know my work's good. I know that's. I don't want to sound braggadocious, but I've had enough people tell me. Not only people like you, Mary, but people in the industry. Right. And this is confirmation of that being invited yes. out to this. Being thing, invited so. to this is um, peer confirmation. Yeah, uh, you know, I think about Shark Tank. You know, you don't have yeah. a product like that. But, you know, like some of these people are striving, striving, striving. Some of them have been doing it for three months. Some of them have been doing it for three years. And the sharks are always pretty much telling them, don't stop. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Unless you are just you know, bailing water all the time. You're not doing that. No, I'm not. And the the community, the local sponsors, the corporate sponsors I have here in town have been such a huge help. Um, and they enjoy providing, and if anybody's listening, get a hold of Marion. She'll be more than happy to give you my contact information. Oh, you can go to my website, papatomebook.com. But um, they enjoy the feeling of being in that classroom and giving a kid a book. Yeah. I mean, you get hugs, you get, I mean, had a kid say, I've never gotten a gift before. I mean, it's just some of the stuff like that is just. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty it's, moving. It's, yeah. Pretty moving. Ron Kinsherf, he has been my guest before. He worked here at WTAD, uh, the high-low game, one of the favorites from the Ron Kinsherf era. And we're going to bring that back sometime on the morning show when cheap management ever gives a surprise to give away. So look for that in the next 10 to 15 years. Uh, he'll be in Tucson Saturday, March 8th, and Saturday and Sunday, March 9th. Mm-hmm. And besides getting a suntan, he's going to try to sell a lot of books. Thank you, Ron. Oh, no, thanks for having me. I always appreciate your support.